So I'm going to be in Genesis chapter 8. So I'm going to go back to the beginning, I mean Genesis chapter 8. I'm going to be in verse 3, and the story that I'm going to share, and it's a story that I think a lot of us here have heard, maybe they've, maybe you've grown up in church, you've heard about it, you heard it in kids' ministry, but I'm going to be talking about the story of Noah and the ark. I'm going to be talking about a story that I think a lot of us have heard, but I'm going to be pulling some stuff out that I think some of us may have missed. And, and, and I'm so excited to share and to get into it. And, and before I share, I, I want to just give you kind of where I'm at in the verse and give you a little background. So right now, uh, in the scripture I'm about to read, uh, Noah is already, he's on the ark, and uh, he, he listened to God, he built the ark, and he got all the animals in there. He's on the ark with his family, and it's raining. And this is where we find ourselves in this scripture. And so, if you're ready, say, let's go. Oh, come on. If you're ready, say, let's go. Oh, there we go. We're awake. We're ready to go. And I just want to say, too, we believe in the Next Gen ministry. We believe in taking notes. I know Pastor Sam, Pastor Brenda, they love to take notes. They encourage us to take notes. So I would encourage you today to take notes. The stuff I'm going to share, I really believe you can look back. You can go back to what I say and what God speaks to you about, and you can really evaluate and you can use it as you move forward. And so here we go, Genesis chapter 8, I hope you're ready, I hope you're taking notes. Verse 3, and this is what it says, it says, The water receded steadily from the earth, and at the end of the 150 days the water had gone down, and on the 17th day of the seventh month of the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continue to recede until the 10th month, and on the first day of the 10th month the tops of the mountains become, became visible. After 40 days, Noah opened a window. Everyone say window. He had made in the ark and sent out a raven, and it kept flying back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. Then he sent out a dove to see if the water had receded from the surface of the ground. But the dove could find nowhere to perch because there was water over all the surface of the earth. So it returned to Noah in the ark. He reached out his hand and took the dove and brought it back to himself in the ark. He waited seven more days and again sent out the dove from the ark. When the dove returned to him in the evening, there it's, in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. He waited seven more days and sent the dove out again. But this time it did not return to him. By the first day of the first month of Noah's 601st year, the water dried up from the earth. Noah then removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. The time of my message, if you're taking notes, is dealing with the darkness. Dealing with the darkness. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're going to deal with some darkness. All right, let's pray. God, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here today, to worship you, to end the year strong. God, I pray that you'd speak to every single one of us. Lord, I really believe even through worship and everything and communion, you're already speaking to us. And so I pray that you would use the words and the message that I've prepared to reach your people and to show them how much you love them. 
I really am believing lives are gonna be changed, things are gonna shift, and it's gonna be an incredible morning. And Lord, I also just pray for tomorrow, Lord, that you would be with Michigan and that you would help them beat Alabama because we, we need a win after last night. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. That's, a, that's the first and only time you'll ever see me praying for Michigan. All right, Pastor Kerry, okay? Go green. Ain't go green in here? Go blue, go green, okay. Okay, anyway, sorry. Gotta get back to being spiritual. All right, I have a question. Uh, anyone in here married? Raise your hand if you're married. Where are my married people at? Raise your hand if you're married. Come on, raise your hand, all right? All right, okay, where are my single people at? Raise your hand, come on, all right? Look around if you want, all right? I'm just kidding, all right, just kidding. Um, but, you know, for me, I, I actually, I just got married. I don't know if you saw, but I just got married. Come on, somebody. Um, we just celebrated six months. Come on, we made it. Six months, praise God. Six months going on 60 years, amen? Um, but, you know, marriage, marriage is a beautiful thing. You know, marriage is where two people come together they, they come together, uh, they bring their past experiences, they bring their past uh, things that they've gone through, they bring maybe some past habits, and they come together and they form this beautiful covenant. And, and it's so fun because when it comes to marriage, a lot of times you get to learn about a person and what they do, how they do things. You kind of have to learn to bring both of your past together and figure it out. And so, you know, I thought, you know, because I was sharing, I, I thought, you know, I'd share some thing, things that, um, Lee and I have been kind of, you know, going through as we come together in marriage, all right? So you ready? I'm going to let you into our life a little bit this past six months. And so the first thing, <clears throat> first thing that, you know, we had to come together, two different beliefs that we had is that, you know, we both like candles, all right? Anyone like candles in here? Just be honest. You love candles, love burning candles, all right? I'm telling you, burning candles is the greatest thing ever, all right? I love burning candles. She loves burning candles. Um, but the thing is, is that... We had a little bit of uh, uh, an argument, okay? This, this was actually a big one, okay? This almost, you know, I don't know if we were gonna make it after this, but Leah, she loves to burn candles and she loves to burn all three wicks, okay? Seems pretty normal, but for me, okay? For me, what I like to do is I like to burn just one of the wicks. I just lost all the OCD people, okay? <laughs> I like to burn one of them, hear me out, okay? I'm here to help you, okay? I burn one of the wicks because, listen, it makes the candle last longer, all right? I don't know if you've been to Bath and Body Works, but they, those candles ain't cheap, okay? And, and so I need to make it last. And, and so, but she would always get upset. She said, why are you burning one candle wick? And I was like, okay, but I, I just wanna make it last. And so, but we made it past and I burned three candle wicks now. And, and so, um, unless it's my candle, okay, all right? Unless it's my candle. So that's kind of a fun thing. Another thing that we kind of been having to go through and figure out is that, you know, the way we do our closet, okay? So we, we have a big walk-in closet at our place, and, and Leah, she loves, you know, she, she loves to organize her closet and hanging things up, okay? So she'll put her shirts together, uh, hanging up her shirts, and they'll be right next to each other. Then she'll hang up her long sleeve shirts right next to that. And then she'll hang up her, her nice dress shirts. And then after that, she'll hang up her sweatshirt. And then after that, she'll hang up her jackets. And, and for me, okay, you know, when it comes to a closet, 
I'm just doing the best I can to get it from the ground to the hangar. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But, but I, I, I'll hang my stuff up and it kind of just is, is there. All right. And, and, and she asked me, she's like, well, you know, now that we're married, you know, do you want to do this in our closet? Do you want to like organize your stuff kind of like I do? And I was like, no. <laughs> and she's like, well, why not? I was like, well, because my closet's not a filing cabinet. All right. I don't want to do that. And she's like, well, if I do it, will you, you know, will you, you know, make sure you put it back where it's supposed to be? And I was like, I can't promise that. Okay. Um, but, you know, we figured out in that, you know, the left side of the closet is mine and the right side's hers, and we'll just leave it at that, okay? Um, but the last thing, and, and then I'll get into it. Don't worry. This is spiritual. I'm going somewhere. The last thing is that, you know, I, when we were kind of talking about this, I was, I was excited because, you know, what I've heard in a lot of marriages is that a big issue is how you load the dishwasher, okay? I've heard that. I've seen it, you know, on TikTok and all that stuff. And, and so I was kind of talking with Lee. I was like, man, what are some things, you know, that we can share or I could share? And, and, and I was like, well, the good thing is, uh, like, I'm pretty excited about this. Is The good thing, and we're talking, I was like, the good thing is that we, we don't have a disagreement when it comes to loading the dishwasher. Isn't that nice, babe? And she's like, well, she's like, after you put everything in the dishwasher, I rearrange it. And then I turn it on. I was like, oh, okay. You know, I'll just leave it that, okay? I don't even want to try to challenge that, okay? We'll just do it that way, all right? No need to get into an argument about dishes, all right? Okay. Um, but the thing is, is that I'm going somewhere with this. The thing is that every single person, whether married or whether single, we all have a past. We all have past experiences. We all have things that we've gone through. We all have things that have shaped who we are. But the thing is, listen, hear me. The thing is, is that there's a difference between a past that you've learned from and moved on from than a past that still is impacting your day-to-day -day life. There's a difference because some of us in here, hear me, some of us in here, whether we think it or not, our past, the things that people did to us, the things that we went through, the choices we made, is still shifting who we are. It's still impacting the decision. Some of us, we don't even know why we do certain things. Some of us, we don't understand why we say certain things, but it could be because of what happened in the past. And, and I thought, wouldn't it be great New Year's Eve Sunday to talk about our past and, and to, to really look back and make sure that things from our past, habits, choices we've made, maybe things people have done to us, don't follow us into 2024. See, the story I read you, the story I read you, we find Noah. He's in a boat. He has his past behind him. He has his future ahead, and he's just waiting. He's got all the animals with him. He's got his family. He's got the, the bears, the elephants, 
the spiders, the snakes, the mosquitoes. I don't know how those made it on. But he's sitting there. And what I want to do is I want us to learn from his story today. I want us to learn from his story so we know what to do so we can move forward in our future. I want to break down this story. And the thing is, listen, hear me, is I want to talk to two different types of people here. The first type of person I want to talk to is maybe you're here today and you're dealing with some things right now because of choices you've made, because of a decision you made, a lifestyle that you chose to live. You're still reaping those things. And what I want to do is I want to help you. I want to help you make it past that. The other group of people I want to talk to is maybe you're here today and maybe you're struggling and you're still dealing with your past because of what others did to you. It had nothing to do with you. You, you didn't make a wrong choice. You're doing what God told you to do. You're living your life, but someone did something to you. See, Noah, he was in the ark, not because of what he did, but because of what other people did. And some of you are still struggling and dealing with things in your life because of what other people did to you. It might have been 10, 15, 20 years ago, but it's still impacting you today. And so I want to talk about it. I want to share and if you're taking notes, what I want to share today is I want to talk about how do we deal with our past? How do we move forward in 2024, making sure the things behind us aren't coming with? And so, let's go into the story. The story begins... Scripture, I just got done reading. The story begins, we find Noah. He's in the boat, it's raining, just got done raining, the flood's still going, the boat's floating, and he's just wondering, man, when is, is are we gonna make it out of here? I don't really know, like, I'm, just, I'm just ready to go. I, I'm, I'm just, and all of a sudden, hear me, all of a sudden, there's a crash. He goes from floating to finding a foundation. After waiting for so long, after wondering when it's time to get out of the ark, will, will there be a time for this new earth? All of a sudden, he hits land. The foundation that he's been waiting for. And that leads me to my first point, if you're taking notes, how do we get past our past? How do we deal with our past? This is it, if you're taking notes, is we need to find our foundation. What do I mean? We need to find our foundation in Jesus. See, some of us here, we've been just kind of floating. Not really sure what our purpose is, not really sure what we're supposed to be doing on this earth. We've been just kind of 
coasting and, and wondering what, what's the next thing. And then we try to do certain things and we try to satisfy this emptiness. And so we go to a boyfriend or we go to a girlfriend or we put our time into a job or we do all these certain things or focus on our family. And still after these things, we feel empty. We just feel like something's missing. We're not at rest. We just are wondering, what else do I need? Why do I just feel like I'm just floating? Why do I just feel like I, I just can't stand on something? We're floating. And there's other people in here, and if you would just be honest, you'd say, you know what, I, I'm, not, I'm not floating. I'm drowning. Anytime I think I'm gonna make it forward, anytime I feel like I, I, I can take steps forward, I just take steps back. I don't know what it is, but I just, I, I feel like I, I wanna move forward in life, but there's just something stuck. I don't know why I can't make it past, and you just feel like you can't breathe. You don't know where to turn. You don't know what to do, but let me encourage you, hear me, family. The only hope, the truth, the life that we so desperately need is only found in Jesus as our foundation. Jesus as our foundation, our firm foundation. When we feel like everything's shaking, when we feel like we don't know what to do, he is our hope, he is the life, and he is who we need. He can take us from floating or drowning, and he can set us on a firm foundation. Look what the Bible says. It says in 1 Corinthians 3.11, it says, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. And see, some of us in our past, maybe we followed Jesus and maybe we gave him everything we had, but then we made a decision to turn away. And because of that, we feel like we don't have a firm foundation, but today could be the day you find that foundation again. And others, you, you, might, you might have never given your life to Jesus and you've gone through this whole life wondering, and today could be the day you find that foundation. I, I don't know about you, but when I'm swimming in a pool or, 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 or a lake or something like that and, and you're swimming and you might be getting tired and, and you kind of use like your tippy toes. You ever been there? You use your tippy toes to get down and then finally after swimming and you're like, man, I, I just don't know if I can make it. You finally touch the ground and you're at rest. There's a stable place I can stand on. Some of you in here have been looking for rest and it can be found in Jesus. You've been looking for something stable and it can be found in Jesus. Continue on the story. The story says that the, the ark came to rest on this mountain, on this land, firm foundation. And then after it comes to rest, Noah's like, okay, we came to rest, we hit land. And so he's like, all right, we gotta figure out what's going on. And so the scripture says that he opens a window. He opens a window. Thank God for the window. 
Thank God, in our deepest, darkest moments, when we thought there was nothing else, when we thought we couldn't make it any further, thank God there was a window. Thank God there's still hope. Thank God there's still a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Thank God for the window. Noah opens the window. And that leads me to the second part. If you're taking notes, how do we deal with our past? If you're taking notes, how do we deal with our past? We must open the window. What do I mean by that? Here, follow me. What do I mean by that? Is we need to talk about our past. We need to talk about the things that happened to us. We need to talk about the choices that we made. See, because the thing is, the difference between a door and a window is a door is a place you can go in and out, but it's also a pretty vulnerable place. But a window, follow me, a window is a place where you can look in and out and you can release things in and out from a safe place. And hear me, some of us need to do something with our past that is safe. And I want you to know what it is. It's simply talking about it. It's simply sharing, talking about what that person did, talking about what you went through, talking about the choices you made, talking about the things that you've gone through, just simply talking about it. And here, talking about it with God and with close friends. Talking about it with people that care deeply about you. Hear me. Our greatest healing from our past could come from simply talking about it. But many of us, many of us, what we choose to do is we say, you know, I, I, I'm good. You know, there's nothing to talk about. I'm okay. You know, I don't want to bring that up. I don't want to, you know, my friends, they don't want to hear about it again. Or, you know, I just, I, I'll just keep it down. And so we, what we do is we push it down and we push it away. We act like we have it all together. You know, no, I can't let my family know. I can't let my family know that I made that decision in the past. No, no, I can't say those things to my coworkers because they'll judge. I can't say those things to the people that are close. I can't talk to God about that. If I talk to God about that, he would not want me anymore. And so what we do is we push it down. Some of us in here have pushed down things that happened to us 10, 15, 20 years ago, and we haven't dealt with it. But I want you to know, pushing it down and keeping it from God and others will not help you heal. We gotta talk about it. We don't have to say it to everybody. Don't have to act like we have it all together. We just have to talk about it. And I've been there. I understand where you're at. I, I, I've been there before where I thought, man, I don't know if I could share this with God. I don't know. I, I feel like I trusted him and, and he let me down. And I, I just don't know if I can talk to him anymore. Or I, I maybe, maybe I trusted some people and shared some things with them, but then let me, they let me down. I've been there. I understand. But hear me. Do not let the past experiences those things that happen keep you from going to God again and keep you from going to those that truly care about you. We gotta open the window. 
We got to talk about it. The story continues. Are you with me? The story continues. Noah, he opens the window. See what's going on. And the text says that he releases a raven. Now, what's so interesting, if you study this, we find that when he released the raven, the raven flew back and forth, but scholars believe that the raven did not return to Noah. But what's so interesting is that if you look further along in the text, what ends up happening is you see that the dove flies out and, and comes back. So it means that there's still water on the land. If you didn't know, you know, ships, when they would be sailing, they would send birds out to see if there would be land. If, if land, if there was land close, the birds wouldn't come back. And so that's why he sent this raven. And so the raven was sent out, but the raven didn't come back. And so someone might say, okay, where did the raven go? Well, scholars believe when you study a raven, see a raven is a scavenger. And so what a raven did, what the raven did, is the raven went and rested on carcasses. That's why it didn't come back. And if you didn't understand this, a raven is a symbol of death. Because of what they are, an unclean bird is a symbol of death. So Noah, in the window, what he does is he releases the death. And that leads me to my third point. How do we deal with our past? Is we must release the raven. You might be wondering, what does that mean? We must release that bitterness. We must release that anger. We must release that pain. We must release the hurt that we're holding on to. It's time to let that pain go. And you might be wondering, okay, well, well, what do you mean by release? What I mean is we must forgive ourselves and forgive others. I know this is not an easy point, but you need to hear me. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, it says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave us. We need to forgive ourselves, and we need to forgive others. And I want to talk... I want to talk quickly to those who haven't forgave themselves and need to. Some of you in here have been holding on to that guilt and that shame for too long. You've been holding on to that and you've been insecure and you've felt like you're inadequate to move forward in this life. You've disqualified yourself because of the choices that you made in your past. And I'm telling you, it's time to forgive yourself. It's time to let that go. It's time to stop holding yourself against what you did. Because hear me, you need to get this. If God, who is almighty and is the righteous judge, if God forgave you way back when you committed 
that sin made that choice, when he forgave you, why do we think then we can't forgive ourselves? If God forgave us, then why are we holding ourselves to it? If the Almighty still loves and cares and wants to use us, then why are we still disqualifying ourselves? It's time to let it go. It's time to forgive yourself. The second group of people I wanna to talk to. Some of you in here today, I know this is not gonna be easy, but you need to hear me. Some of you in here need to forgive what that person did to you. You need to forgive your dad. You need to forgive those friends. You need to forgive that boss. You need to forgive that sibling. You need to let that go. And some of you are like, no, no, you don't understand though, Taylor. You don't know what they did to me. You, I can't let them, I can't let them get off the hook. There's no way I could forgive that person. They did so many things and I just can't. I'm not letting it go. I'm not letting them go. They don't deserve it. But hear me. Forgiveness, it's not just for them. Forgiveness is for you. Hear me. When you forgive others, when you release that, it shifts something in your heart. It's scientifically proven that if you hold on to bitterness, anger, malice, if you hold on to what someone did to you, it impacts your physical health, your spiritual health, and emotional health. It's time to let that go. It's time to, to let go of what they did to you. Hear me, some of these people that did this thing to you have had too much power over your life for too long. And they don't deserve that power. Just because of something they did, you do not have to continue to go, go through your life, go through 2024 with it. It's time to release. It's time to release the raven. It's time to let the death go. We gotta forgive ourselves. You, you can forgive yourself. It's time to forgive others. The story continues, last part. Last point, I'm almost done. Still with me? The last part. The text says that he releases the raven. Releases the raven. Raven doesn't come back. So the, the scripture says that Noah releases a dove now. Now the dove flies and goes all around the world, but it's so interesting because the dove ends up coming back. It comes back to Noah. And I just had to say this. This is a side point. So if you're writing notes, this is a side point because I just couldn't not talk about this because this literally, it got me. It was so good. But this is something when I was studying the scripture in regards to the dove coming back to Noah after he couldn't find anything. What scholars believe is that when the dove went out, it could not find a place to rest and it could not find anything of value to land on. And so the dove chose to go back to its father. And what scholars want us to get, and as we study this, is that with the dove coming back to the Father, that we must realize 
that there is nothing of value on this earth that is greater than our Father. There's nothing of value, not the popularity, not the money, not the job, not the girlfriend, not the boyfriend, not the followers. There's nothing of value that's greater than God. And we must return to our Father and we must continue to point our eyes and return to our Father and be received by our Father. Oh, I just, that was, when I read that, I was like, I, just, I can't leave that out. We gotta return to the Father. Dove comes back, returns to the Father. After the dove comes back and returns to the Father, text says that he releases the dove again. And then the dove comes back, but it brings an olive branch, which shows us finally that things are growing on the earth and it's getting closer and closer to this time. Dove comes back, he receives him again, then he releases the dove one more time, and then after he releases the dove, it doesn't come back. Saying, showing him it's time to go. But there's something that I need you to understand and get from this. It's so important, so powerful. Is that the dove, if we study, and you probably, you probably know where I'm going with this because you, you've studied scripture, you've seen it in other scriptures, but the dove is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. There's multiple times in scripture that you see that the dove represents the Holy Spirit. And so the last point that I want to get when it comes to our past and how do we deal with our past and how do we move forward in our future is this. We must receive the dove. We must receive the Holy Spirit. Hear me, we need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I know, oh, here we go, where they're talking about the Holy Spirit again. I just came to this church. I went to Christmas. Now I'm back, and they're talking about the Holy Spirit. Don't worry. I understand where you're coming from. I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't grow up in the AG. All right, I understand it can kind of get weird, but I'm telling you, the power of the Holy Spirit's real, and you need it in your life. It is a gift. It's a gift that comforts us. It's a gift that heals us. It's a gift that convicts us. We need the advocate. Look what the Bible says. Look what the Bible says in regards to the Holy Spirit. It says in John 14, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. John 16, seven, but tr very truly I tell you, it is for you, your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. See, some of us have been operating in our life for too long without the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need this gift. We need the gift, hear me, we need this gift. We need the comforter to help us move past our past. We need the comforter to help heal us from our past and, and, and make us so that we can push forward. But then after he heals and he comforts us after our past, then we need his conviction in our life to make sure we don't make the same mistakes we did in our past. See, we can't leave out the conviction of the Holy Spirit and just talk about the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And some of us here, listen, some of us, if we would have had the gift, if we would have had this power that maybe we're kind of pushing to the side or we're like, I don't really know about, and maybe if we had it, 
we wouldn't have made the decisions we made in our past. Or, or maybe we would have stayed away from certain people in our life because the Holy Spirit gives wisdom and gives us discernment. We need this. We need the Holy Spirit to comfort and also to convict us. We need this gift to move forward. And I'm telling you, like I said, I didn't grow up in church. I didn't understand it until I came to college, went to college in North Central, and I learned about the Holy Spirit. And my encounter with the Holy Spirit was in my apartment. I asked God for this gift, and he gave it to me. It was very simple. It wasn't crazy. And I want you to know that God can do that for you today. He can give you the gift that you need to move forward in 2024. And so, as I close, how do we deal with our past? Well, we need a firm foundation in Jesus. We need to open the window. We need to talk about our past. We need to talk about those things that have happened to us. We need to release the raven. And then we need to receive the dove. And see, as I close, There's a part to this story that if you didn't read it or maybe you heard it in kids ministry and you're like, oh, this is a sweet, cute story. You might have missed a huge part that actually would challenge us as we leave this place today. It's something that when I studied this, I looked at it and it shifted my whole perspective of who Noah was and what he did to help rebuild the world after the flood. See, the, the scripture says that Noah, finally the dove comes back and, and reveals to him, it's time to go. It's time to open the door. It's time to start the new life. And I could just imagine Noah. I mean, if you didn't know, he was in there for almost a year. That's crazy to think about. He was in there for almost a year. Noah's probably like, oh, thank you, Jesus. We can finally leave. All right, I can't wait to get past these hippos. I can't wait to move past the gi giraffes. They're cool, but I like them, and, and that's fine. But I just, I need some space. I love you, family, but I'm an introvert, so I need some time to myself. I got to get out of this ark. And he's probably so excited. But the thing is, and this is where I think a lot of us, we might miss or we might not understand how the story ends and what this story really looks like. Is that when Noah leaves the ark, a lot of us think, and me too, a lot of us think that this was a beautiful, incredible moment that Noah experienced. He opens the door, the animals come out, there's a rainbow, it's just this beautiful, there's new trees, there's, it's this beautiful moment. We finally made it. Let's start the new earth. But really, if you study the scripture and you see what scholars say about when he opens the door and he, he begins to leave, scholars believe that this experience was a very dark, a very dismal and depressing experience. It was hard for Noah to leave. It was hard for him to walk out and see. Because listen, when he walked out, what he saw is all the destruction around him. 
He saw all the, the buildings and the rubble and the trees and, and he saw all the bodies and he saw all the dead carcasses of animals. It was a tough scene for him to see. But he walks out and hear me, he does not let the external things, he does not let what he sees, what he's gotta deal with when he leaves the ark, he does not let that keep him from rebuilding his world. He doesn't let what he sees, he doesn't let the mess keep him from starting fresh. He makes a decision. It's time to rebuild. It's time to build an altar. It's time to start worshiping God. And hear me, this is what I need you to, to get from this part, how this story ends is that some of you in here today, after this message, some of you in here, I really believe, whether it's been during the message or during worship, some of you in here, God's gonna heal you. He's gonna help you with your past. He's gonna deal with your past. He's gonna, he's gonna help you forgive that person. He's gonna give you a firm foundation. All these incredible things are gonna take place in just a few moments, I believe, with all my heart. But the thing is, after that happens, we still gotta walk out those doors. It's crazy that Pastor Kerry started talking about that because we didn't even talk about our message, what he was saying. But the thing is that we, after God heals us internally and helps us with our past, we need to go out and we need to deal with some things and we need to start rebuilding some things and we need to start to work on some things and we can't let what we see take us away from building our new life in 2024. For some of us, it might be a family member that you need to reconnect with. For some of us, it might be that you need to talk to a boss and share your heart with humility and love. Some of us, it might be the friends that we have that you need to start talking to them and sharing your heart about what God's done and that you're not looking back to the way you used to live and you're not going back to the way things used to be and you want to start moving forward. You might need to talk to some friends. You might need to start rebuilding some things at home. You might need to see, start rebuilding some things in your marriage. You might need to start rebuilding some things with some siblings. See, because We've dealt with our darkness. If we can deal with our past, we've dealt with the darkness. But now, it's time to now deal with the new day. And not allow what we see to impact what God's done in our heart.